Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is Ryan of the Fantasy Joes. A little disclaimer before we jump into the show. This show was recorded on November 14th. We wanted to take this week off of recording to enjoy Thanksgiving. When you think about Thanksgiving, I know we think about football probably first. Maybe a close second is food. But don't forget family and friends this year. That's what Thanksgiving is really all about, spending time with family and friends and being thankful for what you have. All three of the Fantasy Joes, Trey, Will, and myself, we want to let you guys know that we're extremely thankful to have you as listeners, and we really hope you enjoy the show. Again, a happy Thanksgiving. Look what we got. We got a fan back there, but we got a turducken, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a turducken right here where we got, you know what a turducken is? A turducken, this thing here, is a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned turkey with stuffing. Now you're talking, and that has eight legs. Let's get into it. So, I, guys, I think we're, aren't we on round four of this thing? We, we've done three rounds. You know, we did a very slow first round that we discussed. Then the last episode, we did rounds two and three. Now we're round four. I'm not going to read through all the picks. I think we'll put them in the show notes. So we're going to jump into the top of round four. And I was um, saddled at the, the front and end of this draft. So I had the, the first pick and the 12th pick. So here I am at the 401, and my team looks like this. I have David Johnson. Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Green. And I decided to go with Zach Ertz. So he's the second tight end off the board. So this is a win-now team. It's super flex. That's why I drafted Rodgers so early, of course. So David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Green, and Zach Ertz. So Zach Ertz, 37 overall. I like this value for Zach Ertz, guys. I'm kind of surprised he lasted this long because I think we're starting to see in um, fantasy football, particularly in dynasty leagues, that you've got a few guys you can rely on, and um, you know it's nice to have those guys. I, I look at all my contending teams, and not all of them, but, but the majority of them have Kelsey or Ertz in that tight end slot starting. Ertz looks so good last week too. You get a little bit of a flash yeah. value there, and this pick was before last before. week's game, right? But uh, three weeks ago or something. It's like two years ago or something like that. <laughs> it feels like it. Anyway. What, what? Uh, but but it's a uh, it's so it's it's hard to to see the so the four hundred one in a superflex league. I think it's a good pick for sure, and the way that this team is built, that Eagles team, and the way that they're doing things, you could you could see some changes. But Ertz himself, I think, has looked as best as he ever has, and this is lower than what you could potentially got him last year. So I I like this pick. I was hesitant to take tight ends. Uh, mainly because I just wasn't ready to commit to them yet. The way because Gronk has hurt my feelings and hurt my pride this year, so I think this is a good, great job of capitalizing on it and grabbing Ertz here. You guys know right now that in full PPR, that Kelsey and Ertz are both top ten. If you put them among wide receivers, they would be number eight and number ten. So I didn't realize that. I'm not surprised, but that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, and I just counted. There, there's been 14 wide receivers taken so far here ahead of Zach Ertz. So, and, and I want to say, a happy that, draft though. 
Yeah, but but to be honest, I, I feel like that they they would probably be just as high, if not higher, because the tight ends don't catch have as many yeah. catches usually as those top wide receivers. So I, I anticipate their ranking among wide receivers would be even higher among because I think Elsie, Elsie, Kelsey, and Ertz both have <laughs> touch, they have, they have both touchdown equity. They they do a good bit of their work in in scoring touchdowns. I mean, they get yardage as well, but so anyway. I found that interesting. I forget who tweeted that out, or I think it might have been Ryan McDowell tweeted that out earlier today. Yeah, so I'm loving this team, and you know my thinking is, which we'll you know foreshadowing later, hopefully I can get like another older veteran QB to, to plug in and have a good couple of you know QBs, David Johnson, AJ Green, Zach Ertz, nice core. So Trey, with the 402, you have a team. You've got Carson Wentz, you got Christian McCaffrey, you've got Brandon Cooks. And you decided to solidify your quarterback situation with this next pick. Yeah, I took Matt Stafford. And, you know, I, I mean, to be honest, I think it's a great value pick. I know that there's some concern. You know, that, that whole team is just really struggling this year. But what Matt Stafford has shown is that he's a very talented quarterback. And I think he's going to bounce back. I think that I really like what they have uh, moving forward in, you know, between – Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, I think Theo Riddick and Carrion Johnson. Um, I just think that they'll get things figured out. It may, may not be this year, but, you know, moving forward with a guy like Carson Wentz at, at my quarterback one, I feel like Matt Stafford will probably be, uh, you know, one of the best quarterback twos in this league. So to, get, to put myself in a position to have that kind of advantage in my quarterback two slot, it's just too hard to pass up the opportunity. Coming into 2018 in a draft like this, are you taking Jameis Winston over Matt Stafford? If I rewinded back coming into this year? Yeah. Well, yeah, because of all the question marks surrounding Winston, I probably would have taken. I mean, St- Stafford's a top 10 dynasty quarterback for me still. I mean, and he was. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, he- I, I, and I'm not trying to get you. I yeah. just think that's a good uh, like, like pivot point of – how we looked at dynasty values coming into this year versus what we're projecting for 2019. I think it's super interesting. It is yeah, super interesting. I mean, and, I and he, go ahead, Trey. No, 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 you go ahead. I, I, I'll. No, he's just an interesting guy. And it just goes to show you, I, I was thinking about this, um, about when we make decisions and when we were talking about change, a lot of times we'll make these rational analytical decisions and and it's easy for us because we're using our our rational mind but then we make emotional decisions and i think sometimes in dynasty we do that so often and from week to week and when you look at matt stafford he's a guy that if you own him you're not you're not feeling good about him at least for the rest of this year and that probably that emotion probably kind of uh creeps into your rational thinking mind and and it might change your value on him but you gotta you gotta go big picture you got to think that the situation in Detroit is going to stabilize. They just lost Golden Tate. So maybe the rest of the year he's not going to look so great. But I think next year, um, I don't know. I wonder if uh, Jim Bob Cooter is going to be there. And I, and I don't know that it might be good for him if he's not. Because I think that Detroit offense is going to be good. And he's going to bounce back. And he's going to put up numbers more towards what he's done, you know, before, before you know, going into this year, what he's done lately. So I, I like the pick a lot. I like Stafford a lot. I, I, I'm with you, Trey. I think he's a top 10. A little bit of good buy low opportunity for some Stafford in your super flex leagues. Oh yeah. I yeah. So. I think so for sure. If I think you, I mean, on that Roethlisberger and you're not doing so well, or sitting on that Phillip rivers and you're like, your team isn't so hot and you could get a little bit of youth. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, he was a top seven quarterback the last two seasons. 
I mean, and you, you can argue that, you know, there was some, some significant change there with, you know, Patricia coming as the head coach. I mean, the offensive coordinator remained the same, but, you know, I, I think that what the weapons they have moving forward are exciting. So I, I, I still believe in Stafford. Okay. Let's move on. Trey, 403. You've got a team with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. This is an exciting team. You've got three younger offensive playmakers. You've got some boom guys. This is exciting. So are you going to add another, you know, exciting player to this core of Mahomes, Hill, and Diggs? Yeah, and honestly, for me, this, could not, this team could not have worked out better as far as waiting on running back. You know, to not take a running back, in the first three rounds of a half PPR dynasty league is a little scary, but Nick Chubb was on the board here. And I feel like Nick Chubb is a top 10 dynasty running back. And I, I love what he's doing there in Cleveland. I love what that offense is kind of starting to shape into as Baker Mayfield comes into his own feeling dangerous. Um, so, so to be able to add Nick Chubb as my running back one on a team with the boom of Mahomes Hill and Diggs. I mean, that's just – he, he's going to be a guy that's going to get 20-plus touches every single week, regardless of game script. He's catching some passes. I, I think he's a, 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 a future NFL star at running back. So, I love that. I love to get him here in the fourth round. Yeah, I, I, I love Chubb too. And I wonder how we value Chubb. So, Will, what would you pay for Nick Chubb right now? I mean, so, it's going to be uh, tough to get him, but – I think a quick, a quick recap. So, we're at the sure. four – you know, we're at the, That's four, the 403. 403. And I, I, I as a quick, because I didn't do a good job of tracking this, I think this is the 11th running back taken. So Saquon, Gurley, Kamara, Zeke, Hunt, Mixon, David Johnson, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon. Let's go Fournette. And then it's Chubb next, right? It's 11th. Uh, I, I, I'm not a math major, man. I was not, but I think you got it right. Just let me know if I miss a name. So this is, uh, this is Chubb going over Dalvin Cook, over Carrion Johnson, which I think is, a, I mean, a name to at least mention. Um, people who went later. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy this pick, and I really like Nick Chubb. In, in hindsight, Trey, do you, would you take Chubb over some of those under, other running backs, specifically the last, you know, the three running backs taken before him? Would you would you take him over? Um, uh, I don't. Know. Let's see. I'm, I just so Fournette was the the next running back because Superflex muddies the waters a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fournette. So would you t- would you take Chubb over Fournette? Trey. I think he's on mute, maybe. Yeah, I was on mute. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I would. And in essence, that's probably a situation where the value gap there is one which if you feel like you need a running back and, and you know, Fournette's and Chubb's on the board, you probably try to trade down. Um, but for me, I'd rather have Chubb than, than Leonard Fournette. I've got s- con- continued yeah. significant concerns about the injury there. And, and, and Nick Chubb, one, one he's a guy that I love. I, I love him and I, you know, he's one of those guys I want to have on my team. So kind of like where I'm willing to overpay to move from Wentz to Mahomes where, you know, like the difference is maybe not really that big, but I just want to have, I'd, I'd rather own Nick Chubb than Leonard Fournette. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I would too. I, I, I like Nick Chubb a lot. L- let's move on well to your team with the 404. This is one of those well, teams. I'm holding Krusty and take Fournette. Thank you guys uh, for 
factoring that in. But here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just. I'm I think it was that. assumed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our listeners knew that. And I'm and I'm down on on Leonard for that. But I actually scooped him up in some dynasty leagues, and his last game gives me hope that maybe he has this figured out. Who knows? An uninjured Leonard Fournette versus uh, I will take over Chubb. Boom, roasted. Uh, so here we go. No, so here we go to the uh, your Mixon Bell Mayfield team. Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell, Baker Mayfield. What'd you do next? So I took I took Jimmy G here. I like his youth. I like that offense. I actually like what they're doing without him there. Shock, shockingly fun fantasy <laughs> offense. I don't think that they're doing anything special. But let's give it up to what, what they can do, what their future is going to be. They, they basically have uh, one great offensive player named George Kittle. And the, the, just the way that the quarterbacks have performed against bad defenses, yeah, he beat up on a bad defense. That's what you're supposed to do. And that gives me hope for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he was an earlier pick before. And this is a reach pick for me, but I wanted a quarterback on this team with Mixon Bell. Bayfield, a young quarterback, Garoppolo, another reach. But give me the reaches there then. And I really enjoyed being able to take him here at the 404. I don't think it's a crazy reach. And I, and I like the future of that San Francisco offense because look at what they're doing now and look at some of the pieces that they have. It's interesting because you've heard reports that Jarek McKinnon is going to be, you know, pair with Matt Breida and be this two-headed monster next year. I, I don't know. I still question whether they're going to keep McKinnon around. But that's, that's interesting. I think they're going to draft uh, one of these big, exciting wide receivers. So I think they're going to add. And I think that, Goodwin has a role. I think Pettis has a role. I think Richie James has a role in that offense. So I, I think it's, um, it's exciting what the 49er offense is going to do in 2019. So I, I, I love the pick. Well, I really do. I, I, like, um, I, I like Jimmy G. Even if he's not super special, I think in that system, that offense with Kyle Shanahan, I like it. That's a good pick. Trey, Trey what do you think? Yeah, and you pair him with you pair him with Le'Veon Bell, so you're going to have the quarterback and running back for the <laughs> 49ers heading heading into next season. Oh yeah. my goodness! If that were the case on this 2019 draft, I'd be so excited. I like the pick. I, I don't think there's a whole lot more to say. I think that he's got a lot of a p- potential. I've acquired him in a couple leagues, and and I feel like that it was you know upgrades, and and I feel like I you know got a got some 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 decent. It's 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 leagues where I'm not competing and. Um, I, I like the, the move that I made because I got younger. And, and so I, I think it's a good, really good pick to get a guy with his potential in the fourth round of a super flex draft. Pair and we're first out to 2019, so the rest of this year doesn't matter. Hopefully he sits in his box seat with his nice dyed blonde-haired friend and has a great night. So, <laughs> I think you guys saw that. There's a lot of yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah. Box. So many I, shots. My was, goodness. He was, he was definitely taking, taking a massive advantage of that FaceTime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, moving to the 205, I went, uh, or sorry, four, 405 here <laughs> in this draft. I went with Matt Ryan. So this team has Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, stuck with my three-down back strategy in the first two rounds, uh, I, and I still love that Kareem Hunt pick, uh, and then went with Kirk Cousins, and then in the, the fourth round here, I'm scooping up Matt Ryan. So I'm scooping up my two, what I see as veteran quarterbacks, my safe players, and I, I think Matt Ryan and that offense and the pieces, I know Julio's aging, but give me two, three more years of Julio and what they're doing there. And we'll see what happens with Sarkees and the way they're going, but they are rolling this year. And I appreciate the way that that offense has evolved and I trust how it's going to move forward in the future. So I think Matt Ryan was a good pick here. Yeah, I, I think it's a good pick too. I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks that are here in terms of the age production, he's, he's a good pick. 
I like I like the Cousins Ryan uh, two QB with, with your two running backs here, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. I mean, talk about an advantage you're gonna have at those positions versus other teams. That's nice. Yeah. Well done, Trey. Anything to add, or shall we move on? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm good with it. Like the pick. So I think with this next pick, so we're in the middle here of the fourth round, and obviously. You know, this was we, what was this? This was probably done three weeks ago. So this is going to look much smarter than than it does. You know, no, it's done, it was done tonight, Ryan. We're okay. very we just did it tonight. So James Conner fell to me here in the middle of the fourth round by some miracle. So I feel this is kind of steal in the draft in hindsight. So, but there were some questions, and but still, I think he we probably overlooked him. He probably went too late in this draft. So I've got Michael Thomas, Deshaun Watson, Juju, and James Conner. Um, and he's a guy that's just is going to rise. It does look like he is the running back of the future in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of value being the RB one in that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. So I, I love getting James Conner here as my, my RB one for this team in the middle of the fourth round. I don't know what else there, there is to say, but I mean, what do you get? What do you guys think of James Conner? I mean, do, do you, do you feel, do we feel good about him long-term in Pittsburgh? I mean, he's on this rookie deal. He's cheap for the Steelers. We feel good about him the next three years right i mean the, the rest of this year and then two years after that i guess Trey, yeah. lead us off here yeah i, I think it's it's kind of hard to say that far in advance i like him for next season um as long as ben roethlisberger is the quarterback and antonio brown is their wide receiver one i think that there's just so many weapons that they're going to continue i mean i think they're, they're the way that they're using him is incredible but things just change so much in the running back landscape yeah, I, I can't I love the pick I mean I, I again you know real real life going into next year he probably goes a full round to 18 picks earlier than this he probably is like a late second round pick in this format to be completely honest probably going into yeah. next year so value pick is um, off the charts so I, li- I love the pick will the future of James Conner quickly what, what, what do you foresee um uh quick quickly probably isn't an option here but <laughs> it'll take so, your time no we got we got all kinds of time this is all this well, is our so here's process. what i'm going to say if this has been talked about let's talk about the Steelers' offense in general and how the running backs perform in that offense Le'Veon bell is a special talent and you see james kind of mimics some of those attributes and they are in my opinion a pretty good self-scouting team when it comes to adding wide receivers and in depth and getting offensive players I do think this is a great pick in the fourth round, but this is fourth round here, right? Moving to 2019. We didn't know Le'Veon Bell was going to be out. And I also think that maybe if if we were speculating that he was going to be out, he might have gone up a little bit because then you know he's the starting running back moving forward. But we kind of knew Le'Veon Bell was going to be there anyway. Starting 2019, we probably should have been but smarter drafters than this one and and chosen him sooner. My concern is that if if they self-scout and decide that, hey, James Conner was great, but it's actually the offense and the new offensive coordinator that projected this offense. And we're going to take a running back that's going to be more explosive and a bigger piece of this. I think James Conner has been incredibly good this year. I don't know that James Conner has done enough on his own to solidify that role, but give me one more year of that, uh, the bell cow Pittsburgh Steelers running back. And it's completely worth it in the fourth round. My concerns come from there. I just feel like that offense lifts up every running back that's in that backfield so high it scares me a little bit but uh this value here in the fourth round is huge 
And, but I just would be worried if I'm taking him late second round in a dynasty startup, I'm terrified and I'm probably not doing it and I'm going to miss out on that pick and I'll just have to live with it. I, I don't know what there's to be terrified about though, because I, I, I think your argument that you're making, I, I guess the one argument is what happens if big Ben retires, right? What if, what if the Steelers go all the way to the Super Bowl and he retires and you know, does that impact the offense? Probably. But I, I feel like he's going to be in this role for a couple of years because why would they go on? I mean, they, they like Jalen Samuels, it seems. Maybe they'll draft someone else late, you know, but they don't have a ton of cap space in the future. They've, they've got to address the, the, some of the needs they have on defense. So, so I, I, I'll phrase this the way, like, just like they weren't going to replace Mark Tavis and just like they were to replace the other wide receiver twos in the past. And, and you know, just like they didn't think Le'Veon Bell wasn't worth the argument to sign long-term. I don't think James Conner is that safe. But he's isn't he under contract now for what? What is it with a rookie deal? Can he be there for at least two and a half, you know, three and a half more years, right? But what if somebody slips next year? The Juju Smith Schuster, and then having James Washington, that kind of that that kind of like uh, like symmetry. The the thing is, James Conner's. But so what I'm saying, like a dynasty startup to take him in the second round is you're then I'm going full win now let's say late second, early third, I'm going full win out on the team. And I think that needs to be factored in. Mm, I, perhaps. I think you could kind of make that argument with a lot of running backs then if you're going to, if you're going to look at it like that. I mean, could I make the same argument, you know, about, well, I, I don't know. I, I think what you're saying is you just don't necessarily believe in the talent. You believe more in the situation, right? I think he's fair. Yeah. I think he's somewhat talented and that situation is perfect for any running back. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, let's move on. My, my screen is actually kind of frozen up on me. So, um, who, who can, when you guys, uh, talk about the next pick? Cause I, I can't yeah. see it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's me up. Uh, and for the record, love James Conner. <laughs> I don't have a part about him. <laughs> you hate uh, this guy, man. I, know, I, just, I just think there yeah. needs to be a counter a little bit to the hype of James Conner. We need to taper it a little bit. That's just all I wanted to say. Uh, no, next team. So I'm popping up here after that. So this team is built on Odell Beckham, Devontae Adams, Leonard Fournette, and then in the fourth round, I'm taking Dalvin Cook. Uh, and this is projecting – I'm just going to guess health here. And that's the same thing I did with Leonard Fournette. And I might as well, like, like stack these guys. And this team – let me grab some quarterbacks in a little bit. But I'm really loving the start of this team with all I see are ones on the board. A couple wide receiver ones, a couple running back ones in the future. I really enjoyed it. Trey, why don't you go first? What, what do you think of this – uh, running back tandem. What do you think of Dalvin Cook long term? Well, I think that this is a the, – these are both – with Fournette and Cook both, I think they're high upside picks, but they're very risky picks. Both of them have pretty well-documented injury history. And, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how this term this team turns out because, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing a dynasty startup and I'm four rounds in and it's super flex and I don't have a quarterback, I'm pretty worried. Usually at the end of the fourth round, I want to have two quarterbacks, one at the very least. So it'll be interesting to see how this team shakes out. You know, Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are both guys that make me nervous. They're both guys that I wouldn't be acquiring. I think that this, you, you know, however, I think that, you know, eight months ago coming into this year, both those guys were being taken at the beginning of the second round into the first round oh, in yeah. this format. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hindsight's 2020 and, and, you know, six months from now, a year from now, those picks could look like huge values. 
very, like I said, high risk, high reward. Very interesting core here. Uh, I think I like it. I, I, I love Odell Beckham, Devontae Adams. Those are your top two wide receivers. That's incredible. And yeah, I, I think Trey, I can't say any, any better. There's certainly some risk with Fournette and Dalvin Cook, but you hit on those picks, Will. This is a real, <laughs> What are you guys talking about? They play every game, every season. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the this is the idea, this mock draft, yeah, right? Yeah, so moving yeah. to 2019, I'm would just gonna I, I like these are guys who got because of health, and I grabbed one and I was like, well, I mean, how many guys? So I grabbed the second one. Yeah. It's, I like it. Um so Trey, this next pick, man, there's my Peter Brady coming out. This next pick. Next pick here, you've got you got Zeke, you've got Mike Evans, Jared Goff, and you took a wide receiver here. And this is a guy whose perception in the dynasty community, I think, has has changed since we did this draft. And we're talking about Jarvis Landry here. Yeah, I, I you know, <clears throat> Jarvis Landry has been one of those guys that's just kind of been perennially undervalued in dynasty. Um, you know, for me, he's still right in that like 12 to 15 range. And I think here he's like, you know, somewhere in the 15 to 18, as far as wide receivers coming off the board, you know, part of it for me, you know, taking guys like, you know, Jared Goff and Mike Evans, I think are kind of boom bust guys, you know, Jared Goff's got a safe floor. Yeah. Um, but because of the fact that he plays with Todd Gurley, there's going to be games where, where Goff throws zero or one touchdowns because Gurley runs them all in. Yeah, uh, Mike Evans is a guy that's going to put up, you know, 30 points one week and, and eight points another week. You know, Zeke's a little safer floor and, and still has the ceiling. Um, so I, for me, adding Jarvis Landry at this point just gives me a guy that I know is going to put up fairly decent. He's like, kind of like um, Jared Goff. He, he's got a safe floor, but the ceiling's still there. I, I still um, – I think that the, the, the best that we're going to see from this Cleveland Browns offense is still ahead of us. Um, I think that Baker Mayfield has still got a lot of upside. I think that we're, we're going to see, obviously, there's been some changes in coaching there. Um, I love this offense moving forward, and I think Jarvis Landry is the wide receiver one in that offense. He's a buy for me. I've acquired him in a couple leagues, half PPR, full PPR. I will take all the Jarvis Landry if people are selling at a discount in Dynasty. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a guy I've acquired some Jarvis Landry shares this year as well. So I, I like him. And I think here it's a good value. It is interesting though, because you did, you know, pass on a couple of interesting players that'll come up um, that, that I don't know, maybe, maybe I would have gone for with the composition of your team, but, but I, I like Jarvis Landry too. I still feel he's underrated. And I think despite what's happened recently, I think we're talking about 2019, you know, he's going to be, a huge part of that offense is going to be all systems go. Even if they draft some, some wide receiver, you know, people have talked about, well, they're going to bring in a, a true big wide receiver one and that's going to hurt Jarvis Landry. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, they pay this guy a lot. He's going to be a big part of their offense. Well, what do you think of Jarvis Landry here? Uh, really? I feel like Jarvis Landry is excellent. Younger is still a younger receiver that we forget about with one of the up and coming quarterbacks. So I, I don't have any, anything against this pick. I'd be interested, Ryan, what you, what you say with the picks that are coming up, the way you compose this team. So Trey goes, Zeke, Mike Evans, Jared Goff, Jarvis Landry. Are you thinking you would have gone a different – you would have gone running back as a positional pick here or you tried to scoop up a different quarterback? What, what were you thinking? A different quarterback who we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes when I, I pick um... – uh, not 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 the next pick because I take a quarterback with the next pick, but there's somebody else I would have taken, and, and maybe even considered 
um, uh, you know, the, the wide receiver that Trey takes next or the running back that you take next. So we'll get there. So um, one of the things I, I like about taking Jarvis here, though, is, again, we're, we're projecting to 2019, right? Right. So Baker Mayfield's better. That offense is better. We're projecting that them to get better. Yes. And I think that's what makes Jarvis Landry here to me as a, as a good pick. I, I, I didn't overly analyze who's coming up next as far as the positional value, but the, is, if we're going to project players, let's project Jarvis, Jarvis Landry to be better next year. I mean, he's not even bad this year. I mean, he's, he's, I guess he is bad this year for where you probably grabbed him. But, uh, but yeah, let's, let's, I want you to think that that offense is going to be humming. And Baker Mayfield wearing all brown, weirdly with an orange helmet, looking ugly, throwing, throwing like, crisp, <laughs> like some crisp, clean passes to Jarvis Landry. No, I, I really like the pick, and I, I'm just—I just want to be so agreeable. Like, yeah, it's a great pick. Let's move on. I'm just trying to add a little. Uh, well, I'll—I'll t- uh, I'll tell you, I—I I did. Consider, <laughs> Why do you hate Jarvis Landry, Ryan? I—I <laughs> I did consider both of the two running backs that are are going to be picked next. And actually, both of these next, you know, with this team and then my team that's coming up in two picks. And what I did was I—I I decided that there were three rookie running backs that I really liked, and I hoped in 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 this instance. I hope that one of them would make it back to me. I decided not to go running back with the other team. We'll get there in a little bit, but, All right. um, and, and so I, I actually, with this particular team kind of took the chance that I'd get one of them. Um, the, and then, you know, we'll talk more about, there's a running back, another wide receiver coming up that I considered at this spot um, that in hindsight, probably I would have taken here, but at the time I, uh, I took Jarvis. I like the pick. It's a safe pick. It's not a flashy pick. It's not a, you know, you're not going to get many – you're not going to look at a draft board too often and be like, ooh, that's a steal on Jarvis Landry. You know, it's just, it's just kind of he, – he's like one of those guys that you, you, you like to have on your team, but he's not a real flashy name. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, he's not a flashy name, but you plug him in and you're happy and he, he's solid for you. He doesn't let you down. Okay, so this next team, this is kind of one of my older teams. I've got a couple of these teams in this draft. So I've got not DeAndre Hopkins, but Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. I just felt when I was drafting with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, they were great values. So I'm kind of all in to win now, right? I've got Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. So. I mean, the latter picks. Uh, okay, fine. But I took Drew Brees here. Drew Brees, I think the best quarterback, like overall the best quarterback that's still on the board. Yes, he's older. But he fits in well with his team, older quarterback. So I'm happy with my Drew Brees pick here. And it just goes, you know, with the composition of my team, I feel. I needed a quarterback to add to this core of, of wide receivers that I have. So I love my wide receivers. Now I've got Drew Brees to go with them. I don't think there's much more to say about that. I mean, it's situational with this team, right? It's a good pick. <laughs> Unless he retires after this year. Nah, he's he, he, yeah, it, it might be. So I think that he's going to play next year and then years forward. I think you, I think in general, it's hard to think about a 2019 startup draft, and you, you took him a little early in that. Not hating on the pick, but saying that like, uh, if this was actually 2019, Drew Brees, you could scoop up later. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that you. When I when I was doing this, I wasn't I was thinking a, a little I wasn't thinking about all about 2019. Um, I, w- I was kind of I probably waited too much to, of this year into into this draft, admittedly. So, um, but but you know I, I don't know that I could have got him. maybe I could have in hindsight maybe I could have got him later, but I'm happy to have Drew on my team, so I'm not not too upset about it. Um, all right, Trey, yeah, what you, we'll talk about your uh, so the, the the you took a wide receiver here with six picks, so we're getting into the end of the fourth round. This is the four ten 
this is the guy that if I think if I was going to take wide receiver, I, w- I might go with him over Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and the only reason I prefer Landry is just because of the fact that I think that he's still got room to climb. You know, I, I think, and and I took Cooper Cup here, and and those two guys are very close for me. Um, and, and actually, the next wide receiver that's off the board, all three of them are right there in that like twelve to fifteen range for me in, in dynasty rankings at wide receiver. So um, you know, starting with Alvin Kamara and Adam Thielen, and then adding Andrew Luck. Um, I felt really good about going Cooper Cup here for the same reason. I feel like Kamara, Thielen, and Luck are all, you know, ceiling guys. You know, they, they all have pretty decent floors, um, but also really nice ceilings. And Cooper Cup fits that mold. He, he kind of has a pretty safe floor playing in that dynamic offense. And, of course, he's injured now. We, we, we know that in hindsight. But, you know, he, he was so heavily targeted in the red zone and, you know, just continuing to build on a very impressive rookie campaign last year so he's a guy I really like a lot in dynasty so you know to add him to that Kamara Thielen luck team I I was pretty pretty excited and I did I I went back and forth with this with this team as well whether to add another running back and I just felt like having Kamara as my running back one was going to allow me to wait and add a couple other running backs you know a little later in the draft I felt like that you know, when I have a running back one that's that strong I'll tend to wait a little bit more on my second running back and, and build some you know, those, those positions that last a little longer at quarterback and, and wide receiver. Will, any thoughts? My hot take was that Cooper cup was going to be the number one wide receiver on the Rams offense this year. And barring injury, he basically was that if you take out all his injured games, he was crushing it. So I don't, I don't mind the Cooper cup pick at all. You want a piece of that Rams offense and you want the safest piece for a quarterback that, potentially is boosted up by a scheme that needs a guy to get open quickly. And what, what does Cooper cup do all the time, you know, and what, what are they doing to the NFL? And maybe it'll change. Maybe, maybe it'll work, but it's, it, I'm not smart enough to project that. So I like the Cooper cup. Pick here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like to pick a lot too. Um, so, and I like your, uh, your, your pick uh, here, Will, that you took at the the four eleven. Yeah, this is your team. You got Todd Gurley, Keenan Allen, Russell Wilson, and dun 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 dun. Carry on, Johnson. Uh, I don't even get to announce it. That's fine. There uh, <laughs> so we go. Well, I, I, is that important? I'll let you. Uh, I'm sorry. I, so I, no, actually, I, I see the lines in the way this is working. I I've seen the way that they used him and not used him and how it's how it's how they're kind of figuring themselves out. Uh, even in garbage time, Kerryon Johnson got used last week, and I feel like that boosted his pick. But I've been impressed with what he's been able to do. And I really this – this is a future pick. This is in 2019. And I think they're going to need to learn to be a better offense overall under a new coaching staff. And I think Jim Bob Cooter needs to be gone. Uh, his offensive style worked well for fantasy points for a couple of years for those three wide receivers. But he's not good for the real NFL, and he's, he's not welcome anymore. that's right goodbye you're not welcome anymore get out of here and Kerryon Johnson is super talented he's not the fastest guy he's not the most explosive guy but give me a guy who has good vision can see the field and is going to be on a good offense what I projected in the future even losing Golden Tate I I really actually enjoy like I was not a huge Kerryon Johnson supporter going into the draft I moved up on him a little bit but that wasn't I was never a flag planner I never did anything with him and so I feel like this is something to me to come around on he has good talent. Kerryon Johnson can catch the ball. He can see the holes. He can get what yards are given to him easily and then create more on top of that. And 
let's give some appreciation to what Kerryon Johnson has done on that Lions offense so far this year. And moving to 2019 at the what the four we're talking about the 411. That that seems uh, like at, at worst at worst fair. At best, I felt like you're good a good uh, three down running back here, which yeah. is, has been my philosophy through this. Is give me those three down running backs, and then I'll take the upside of wide receivers later. It's nice value. I like it. Uh, Trey, anything to add? Carry on was probably one of those guys that you were hoping to get on the on your uh, team with Jarvis Goff, Evans, and Elliott, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys know I'm a carry on believer, and and I like him a lot. I, I had kind of hoped that there'd be an opportunity or opportunities throughout the season to acquire him, but he just keeps getting used and keeps scoring and, and keeps looking impressive every time he, he touches the ball. So, I, I, you know, he, yeah, he's great running back, great pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, there's no, it's not like there's the buy low moment for Karen. Johnson I mean, it never feels good to invest in a Lions running back though, for the, for, for the downside <laughs> of that though, you know, like it's always that little That's bit true. of like bile rising up in the back of your throat. You're like, carry on Johnson. <laughs> you know, because you don't want it. You, you, know, uh, you don't really, really want to do it. But when you can analyze or like look at everything, I felt okay about it. But I don't want to be overly hyped about this pick in the sense of like it's the best pick ever because it is dangerous to invest in that offense because there's so much unknown. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, why don't you announce my uh, 412? Because I stole your thunder with the last pick. I feel guilty about it. So I don't even know how to, how to say his first name. Like, do I say Mitch or Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, think you're kind of saying uh, I assume it's like Mitchell Bartholomew Trubisky the third here at the four eleven for four twelve. Sorry, four twelve. So this is a team where I, I you know I start with Saquon Barkley because I wanted to be like just different, stand out, just be difficult. So I took him at the one oh one. Then I came back to Cam Newton, Travis Kelsey. So you know on, on those positions, I'm you know I'm feeling good. So I looked at the quarterback landscape and. I think this is a, you know, not necessarily a win now team, although it certainly could be. I, I, I wanted to get a quarterback, and I was going to have to wait a long time. And I, and I, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, what, what, you know, what can you say? And obviously, once again, three weeks later since I made this pick, it looks a lot better now because I think he's starting to figure it out. I'm, I'm much more bullish on Mitchell Trubisky because with him, it, it's, it's all upstairs. It's all about learning the game. It's all about making good decisions. And and you know, with that Detroit game, you're starting to see that that was his best game, and he seems to be eliminating some of those, you know, um, those dumb mistakes. Well, we'll see if it continues. But if nothing else, in, in that Matt Nagy offense in Chicago with all the weapons he has, I think he's going to be a solid you – know, he, he's my QB2 on this team. So I, I feel great about him being my QB2. So Mitchell Drabisky, I, I, I like that in terms of the QBs that were left. There's some, still some good QBs, but they're older or much younger, you know, the rookies this year. So I'm pretty happy with Mitchell Drabisky here at the, the 412. What do you guys think of Trubisky? Has your opinion changed on him as the season's gone on? Or, I, can't, I, I can't wait. So he's beaten up on bad defenses, right? But that's what you're supposed to do in the NFL as a quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no say. There's no negating saying like, "Oh, he's done all this against this." Like that's because uh, we've talked about this before. It's been on the podcast. I haven't been a big Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky supporter, but he's done what he's supposed to do against bad defenses, and I applaud that heavily, really heavily. I'm very excited to see how the rest of his season goes. And if I have him, I am stoked. I think he's tough to require now, though. He's the QB7 in a lot of leagues. You know, he's not – He's not. he is crushing it. So, like, like moving him for a different like, – like trying to acquire him is, is definitely difficult. 
Uh, I am just more pro Trubisky now than I was when this draft pick happened. And I don't know if you podcasters can't see this, but both these guys are looking at their phones, not paying attention. Uh, no, so, I'm, I'm, I'm listening because I wanted, I wanted, I'm going to up a stats, man. I'm, I'm listening. But tr- trust me. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> and I know I want to hear, I love hearing your opinion on Mitchell Trubisky because, you know, obviously being a Bears fan, uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I grew up, I was watching Bear, you know, the Bears won the Super Bowl when I was a kid. It's been a long time. I'm in my 40s now, <laughs> but I remember the Super Bowl shuffle team, you know, with Walter Payton and the fridge. Jim McMahon. Like 49 really isn't still in your 40s, Ryan. It's kind of like the end of it. Uh, yeah, okay. Just kidding. Um, let's see. Let's see. I got something for you in my pocket. Oh, it's safe for a <laughs> podcast. So that's good. No one can, else can see that. Um, <laughs> no, ser- seriously, though. Um, I, so I'm, I'm really starting to get high on Mitchell Trubisky. And I, and I worry that my bias as a Bears fan, and I want him to be successful. So I, that probably, once, once again, we're talking about the emotional decision making. This might have been an emotional decision to pick him here at the 412. Um, so I like hearing other people say, no, I'm, I'm bullish on uh, um, Mitchell Trubisky. So it's just better. You're surrounded with good weapons. It's good coaching. That's what yeah. you want, right? Like you can prop up somebody who isn't that the Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky can throw a football very well. It's not like he's shovel passing the ball, uh, you, know, you know, to, you know, to, to his wide receivers and running back. He ha- he throws a good spiral. He can throw good passes. If they can take the, absolute hard decision making out of his hands with the way they're developing that team. I think it's going to be huge for him. He's not Tim Tebow throwing an end over end ball to Marius Thomas to win a playoff game. You know, he's <laughs> right. He's, right. But he has the rushing skill of that. That's what matters. He has the vision and rushing skill. My fear is that that might get figured out, but I, if you haven't seen that yet and they've played good teams, at least, right. You know, good <laughs> like the, the lions, even if they don't have good personnel, have a good defensive coach. And Matt Nagy's putting him in the position where sometimes he's like the, the second option on the play. It's like, okay, on this play, you know, your first three is Allen Robinson if it, or Tariq Cohen, and if it's not him, we want you to make a play with your legs. It's interesting because he is a second-leading rusher by yardage in the NFL, but you know, Cam Newton's first. So Cam Newton has 352 yards on 75 attempts. attempts. Mitch has 320 yards on only 41 attempts. But so who's, he's the third, who's the third leading rusher? Uh, let's see. It looks like it's uh, is it, could it be Blake Bortles with 269 yards on 42 attempts? So it looks like it is. So um, I just don't think that stat's telling of, of how great of a runner he is or anything like that. That's just – I've heard that said a lot. No, but no, but he is a great – what I'm saying is Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky is a great runner. I mean, I think it is telling that he but gets – But Bortles so many- has been a great runner in his past. That's It's not necessarily – you know, Deshaun Watson, 268 yards and 50 attempts. So my, what my point is, it's the, that Konami code. You know, Mitchell Derwiski is you know, in the same – I'm not saying he's better than Cam Newton, like as a runner necessarily, um, or he's going to see the end zone as much as Cam Newton is. But, you know, but the guy, he, he runs. He uses his legs, and that's going to negate, um, you know, some of those – you know, performances or a stupid interception that he might throw. So that's all I'm saying. You've got that up. And, you know, I, maybe people don't realize how good he is with his legs. I mean, I guess most people do at this point. But We call him Crazy Legs Trubisky. Crazy Legs Trubisky at the 412. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so I think the pick is, is – I actually enjoy the pick because he is an upside quarterback in a good offensive system. And that's – well, you want a super flex league, you know, at this point in time. Give, give – like, if he averages, like, what, 20 points a week? That's a huge win here at this pick. It's better than any other player you could that could average after this. 
Trey, you've been really quiet on Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, what, what, what say you? <clears throat> I, I'm not sold on my opinion on Mitch Trubisky. I have a tendency – I've only watched the Bears a few times, and I've seen that he's put up really impressive statistics. But what I've seen from Mitch Trubisky is – I've not been super impressed. I, I think he's, you know, the, there's a lot of, and, and I think that Matt Nagy probably is the one that really deserves the credit for hiding the flaws. And I think having a really good defense and Trubisky's rushing ability, you know, I think it's a situation where he's going to be a better fantasy quarterback than a real NFL quarterback. Um, I think he's in a perfect situation right now to succeed having a good defense being put in really favorable positions as far as field position and, and game script and having a play caller, you know, essentially his, you know, most of his plays are like one or two reads. And then after that, he's taken off running. And I just don't know that that's sustainable as teams start to figure him out. And as steam teams start to kind of, you know, uh, realize that he, he doesn't do well under the blitz. There's just a lot of things that make me concerned about his long-term success. But again, like, like Will mentioned, you know, you're getting him here. At, at the, you know, the beginning of the fourth round. And again, you gotta, you gotta take guys that you like. I mean, you're a huge Bears fan. So, you know, there's certainly, I would have not taken Mitch Trubisky at this pick. Um, but again, if I were a Bears fan, I'm, I'm rooting for him to succeed. He certainly has upside. So I, I don't, um, I don't hate the pick. I, I just am not, I'm not as huge of a fan of Mitch Trubisky. I'm a little, I'm a little leery on him moving forward. Fair enough. Yeah, we the time will tell. Um, it, it's um, he certainly has the talent, but there's there's definitely you know he's he's made some bad decisions, and we'll just see if he can improve as a quarterback. And not everyone can, and, and no one can answer. Um, you know, I don't care how big of a quarterback you you might be, no one can say with any certainty that okay, Mr. Trubisky is going to evolve and be this great NFL quarterback, or he's no defenses are going to figure him out. He's going to suck. We don't know that yet. He, it's just too early to tell. He certainly has the potential, but he's got to make sure he's got it figured out upstairs. He's, his decision-making has to get faster. He's got to process things faster. It seems like he did in that Detroit game. Matt Nagy tells the media he is processing things faster. We'll see. Time will tell. Big <laughs> test this week. Some I know. Stuff. I know. I'm just not telling everybody. <laughs> just like I knew, I knew, uh, some guy named like Pat Mahomes. <laughs> no, Pat, Pat Mahomes. I mean, that guy has a complete package. I mean, clearly he's he's uber talented, but he's also smart. I mean, he's smart. If you look, because that was one of the knocks going into the season, right? With Pat Mahomes, it was like, well, he's exciting, but is he going to be like you know like Gunston, like Brett Favre? Is he going to make a lot of mistakes? But maybe he'll make up for it with the big plays. No, he's smart. He doesn't make mistakes. I mean, occasionally, sure, but man, Mahomes is is. Wicked's wicked smart as they'd say in New England. He's, he's <laughs> he really is. So, um, guys, I think what we'll do here is we will close this show, but we're going to continue our conversation on our mock draft with the next show. So, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to close this show here into the fourth round. We're going strong. We're going to fly through the next several rounds. Uh, we are the Fantasy Joes. Oh, hey, we're the Fantasy Joes. Sit here, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Matt Holmes. He's joining us at the end of the show. We were just talking about you, Pat. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I was thinking about turning the show to send through a couple more touchdowns first. Then here hanging out. Uh, you know, you're supposed to fly to Mexico, uh, Patrick, but you're not. Are you, are you disappointed? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 o
All right, Patrick. Good luck. Good luck on Monday night, man. Uh, good luck. I think it was in it was in USA Today. I think the other day, and about the turkeys. The nation's newspaper. So big, they're getting so big that that their legs can't hold them, so they're breaking their legs. So you're finding big old turkeys with broken legs. So the way to do it, the way I say is, if you can't, if you want big old turkeys, you have to give them more legs. Good idea.